welcome to GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer, founder and creator of GYSB. Get your sexy back, health and fitness movement. Over 13 years ago, I lost over 50 pounds and on that journey, I found joy, peace and more self-love. That's how the GYSB movement got started because I wanted to share with other people what I had found for myself. And now in my 50s, I'm still on this journey. And now I'm starting to navigate some of the inevitable changes that come with aging. So GYSB Talks will cover topics that will help women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s get to their next level of optimal living. Physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, and in relationships. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode six. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe that we have done six episodes so far. Thank you guys so much for following GYSB Talks. I appreciate you all. Remember to always share the podcast if something resonates with you because it may resonate with someone else in your community. So today I'm super excited, you guys. I have my dear friend, my sister, Barbara Savage, joining the podcast. Hi, Barbara. Hey, Carla. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to do this podcast with you because I want everybody to know all my dope friends. So... <laughs> I'm super excited to have you. Barbara Savage is entering her third term at St. James School of Medicine in St. Vincent. She is a single mother of three children, Jordan, who's 24, Adam, 21, who is a senior at Morehouse College, and Zoe, 20, who is a junior at Howard University. Barbara holds a BA in Economics and Finance from the American Jewish University and an MPH in Urban Disparities from Charles Drew University. She is an active member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and Phi Chi Medical Fraternity. She is also a community leader, a master chef, and also she is a former member of the football's fabulous females, Las Vegas Raiders cheerleading team. Barbara, <laughs> I don't think I know anybody else who has had their hands in so many different areas. I just don't think I know anyone else. I, you know, when I read your, your bio, it's, it's so short because I know so many other things about you. And even that <laughs> little short one is just like, who is this superwoman? Like, it's crazy. All the things that you've done. I think you need to put crazy in between super and woman. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing you, you know, the other things I know about you, I should put that in there. <laughs> True that. <laughs> so, so today, you know, I wanted to bring you on because your life is just so fascinating to me. Um, and there are just so many different things, different ways that we could go in, in direction as far as the topic. But today I really want to focus in on your decision to go back to school, you know, in your, in your fifties. And I've just been in awe of all the things that you've been able to accomplish since I've known you. And, you know, I've known you for a while, but I haven't known you all your life, but right. you're just such an inspiration. So I just, the first question I have for you is what made you decide to go back to school to earn an MPH? Um, well, first, thank you for um, your kind words. I, so it started with a promise to my father, my mm -hmm. father, um, held a PhD. He and his siblings are 
you know, they're, they're that generation of black folks that knew that education was the gateway to success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, he especially instilled in me that an education is the gateway to success. You, you and I have talked about how, how important education is. I mean, we sat around the dinner table trying to tell our kids, you don't understand mm-hmm. y'all need to do this. And, and I've always said to, you know, use the school that you went to as one of your stepping stones. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why you choose the school you choose, right? right? You chose Berkeley for a reason. And I promised my father on his deathbed, that I would get a master's degree okay. because a bachelor's for him wasn't enough. That mm. was, you know, to him, that was junior college. That was, you know, <laughs> good. You got your bachelor's, you know, you're supposed to now, what else can you do? Right. So I promised him that I would get a master's degree and, you know, it took me almost shoot. It took me almost 10 years to find a program actually to let a program find me. Let me mm. say that to, mm. to, to, for the program to come to me. So when you say a program found you, the program found you, like, what does that mean? So I had looked into so many programs and there was one that, you know, I I got so close to getting into. I went on the interview and I thought, oh, this is really what I want. This is the program. And, you know, the the woman that ran the program was a Raiders fan. And she's, oh, we got to get you in. You know, she wanted me in the program and the, the, director or the you know the people that interviewed me didn't want me in the program really and I thought why okay that was the weirdest interview I had ever been on and I'm not going to say where it was but it didn't fit okay. <laughs> yeah I'm gonna say that yeah I mean you want who wants you right yeah and and then and I said well I really you know I, I my ultimate goal was to go to medical school I've always wanted to go to medical school Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought, well, I've got to, I, I need to have a new track record. I had, I had just finished getting my um, teaching credential, but that wasn't a good enough track record. I needed something a little heavier than that. So okay. um, I was searching medical schools and I came across Charles Drew and I knew that was a medical school. And then I saw that they had this master's in public health urban mm-hmm. disparities program. And I started reading about it. And I had just returned from Cuba and I saw where they do six weeks in Cuba. And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, (laughs) that's great. I love Cuba. Right. So I, you know, I applied for the program and they have a rolling admission and I got in and I, I, you know, I spoke to the, one of the, um, the deans had a wonderful interview. I mean, we were in there for two and a half hours, just talking. I mean, I think most of it was about Cuba and about, you know, my experiences and her experiences as, as, you know, as black and brown women and what we've gone through. And it was just the best interview I had ever had. And, Mm. uh, you know, and that was it. I knew I found a home. I knew they found me and that was the way. And and that catapulted me into really understanding my service and what I have and, and will do in the future. Mm-hmm. So, there, there are a lot of people who would be terrified to go back to school in their fifties. <laughs> so did you, I mean, did you have any fears like about taking this leap? Cause that's a huge leap. It, it is, a, you know, it is a huge leap, but I have to be honest with you. I think that part of my personality does not allow me to be afraid. 
Mm. It just doesn't. I, I, and I don't know if that is a good thing or a bad thing. Um, now I have rational fear of, you know, jumping off a building. I won't do that. I won't bungee jump. I won't, you know, jump off of a moving boat or anything like that. But when it comes to something that will challenge me, and especially if somebody says you can't do it, mm-hmm. which I've been told several times, you know, no, you better not. You can't, you shouldn't. Um, and I know that it's, you know, for the betterment of myself, when somebody says you shouldn't do it, mm-hmm. I absolutely do it. Does that make sense? So, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. You know, and I just think about those people, like I'm a single mom and, you know, your daughter was still in high school. Mm-hmm. I believe, was Adam already gone to Adam Morehouse? Adam was leaving. I think Adam was leaving. Okay, so you're teaching right at a, mm-hmm. at a, a middle school. I was at well, it was a it was K through twelve. L A L A Unified now does a whole lot of K through twelve, so it was a K okay. through twelve. I was teaching middle school though. Yes, right. So mm-hmm. basically, you have a full time job. Mm-hmm. You have a kid about to go off to Morehouse, and then mm-hmm. you have a senior in high school who's extremely active yep. in all kinds of activities. Like, how did you even think that you could manage all of these things? (laughs) Well, uh, I had one leaving. I had two. So I had one gone, one leaving, and I had one left. And I knew that she wasn't going to be home at night until nine o'clock because she was so active. And, you know, what another good part about having become a teacher was that educators love education. Mm-hmm. And everybody was so supportive of me going back to school to get this master's degree. Your and, colleagues? Yes, my colleagues and, you know, the administration. And when I had to, um, when I went for the interview, I said, oh, my God, I got an interview. They said, go, 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 go. Get, you know, they were, oh, yes, absolutely. You need to go. You need to make sure you get. And when I got that, when I got in, they celebrated. They were so excited. And, and wow. I remember the first paper I had to write, they, you know, they said, do you need time? Do you need, let, let, let us help you. We'll proofread it. What do you need? And it was so wonderful to get that kind of support from people right. that, you know, educators love education. And that was, you know, so lovely of them. And even when I was getting my, um, when I was doing my teaching um, credential and going through that, they, everybody at LAUSD that I worked with was so supportive, you know, let me know what you need. Do you need to come in and, you know, do a, cause you have to do a video presentation of teaching a class and, Oh, they, they were fighting. Oh, let me do it. Do it with me. Do it with me. Come over here. It was awesome. And so that is awesome. You don't hear that a lot. No, (laughs) you don't hear that a lot. You know, a lot of times you'll, you'll find that people are oftentimes jealous because you're doing something that they wish they could do. Exactly. But to be uh, surrounded by colleagues who are cheering you on in that way is just really beautiful to hear. And I don't think we ever talked about that part. No, no. And, you know, they, and, and a lot of them had finished their master's. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were all, yeah, you should do it. And I don't know. I, you know, I could say misery loves company. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like, like talking, speaking of misery, um, you know, I, I would see you getting up, like even during the pandemic, you were still mm-hmm. teaching, yeah. you were getting up at gosh, the crack of dawn, four o'clock in the morning or something crazy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you were sitting at your computer, like doing all these things. And I'm like, this has to be difficult. 
It so was. like, what was the, what was the hardest thing about going back to school, you know, being a middle-aged woman? Mm-hmm. Um, like what was the hardest thing about that being around, I'm sure younger people. Uh, yeah. It, maturity was a gift. Nice. Being, you know, do not take your experiences and your maturity for granted mm-hmm. and do not sleep on it. We have experiences that we may not think matter, right? but they do. Okay. And when, and those real world experiences that we have and the younger kids don't, Mm-hmm. And you're trying to explain, yeah, well, that's not really how it has. See, here's what, here's what, here's what you think is going to happen, but here's what's really going to happen. <laughs> you know, been there, done that. Oh, girl, no. Let me let me just tell you how it really goes. So, you know, when you're trying to explain something like that, and they're looking at you like, well, no, because in the book, I'm like, girl, put the book away, burn the book. <laughs> we don't use books. Ain't nobody got time for a book in the real world. They're not going to wait for you to turn to page seventy-two. Ah, uh... it's not in the index. Uh, <laughs> you know, so you and and for a long time, I slept on my experiences. Right. I I just pretended that I you know oh everything was new and I was dumb, and you know I let everybody tell me what it was like, and then I'm like yeah no uh, no. <laughs> wow. Finally, I was able to speak up, and honestly, because I I have never been and I'm not ever going to profess to be a straight A student. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand things differently. I process differently. And a few of the group projects were from, you know, these young, you know, kids that balls to the wall had nothing to do but their education. And they're just, oh, and, blah, 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 blah. and right. Like, okay, slow down, girl. Slow, <laughs> slow, slow. Hold on. Just because it's not done the way you want it to be done doesn't mean it's not right. Exactly. And so I had a couple of, I did have, I had some culture clashes. Okay. I had some age clashes, mm-hmm. um, some respect clashes because I don't look my age. And a no. lot of times I don't act my age. Right. <laughs> Neither and of us. So, right. <laughs> That's so why I'll we get along in, so well. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so yeah. I'll come in, you know, to class and because I, I taught PE so I could wear, you know, my little Adidas sweats and I came in tight with my outfits. And then, you know, I had, I had, a three-hour window and I love golf you know how much I love golf Carla yes yes and I, I would go from teaching I would leave the school and if I didn't have a paper to write or anything to read I would go straight to the golf course mm. and play and and listen I was in all underserved communities okay so I went to Chester Washington golf course or little mm-hmm. Maggie and I played you know I played as many holes as I could and they knew me there they were like yeah go ready go take the cart go and right. I would skip holes and I would just to play. I wasn't playing, you know, a round of golf. I just wanted to practice and I didn't. And so I would just stop and play. And then at 630, cause I had to be, or yeah, at 630, cause I had to be in class at seven. I would jump in my car. I would eat my, my dinner on my way and, and get to class. And I'd wow. pop in and I'd sometimes wouldn't have time to change out of my golf shoes. So I just walk in, in the golf shoes or, but I would always be in, you know, in some sort of athletic attire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just, you know, so they assumed I was a lot younger mm-hmm. and they, and therefore the respect as an elder wasn't there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at first until I had to say, look, I'm older than your mother. So, right. you know what, back it down, sister. 
<laughs> I was here long before your parents. So you know what? If that's the way you treat your parents, they better teach you something different. Let me tell you, you know, that's not how it's going to be with me. So, you know, I had to school a few. Um, yeah. Others, others got it. But there were some, you know, that didn't quite, that, that learned. Yeah. So being with younger, being, you know, one of the oldest amongst, amongst the youngest is, you know, again, difficult at first until they know their place. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And you got, you got through it. I mean, I did. you got through it. We, we went to graduation <laughs> you graduated, you graduated the same year Zoe was on her way to college, right? So Zoe was a senior my first year getting That's my right. master's and I was on an 18 months track. So I had school all summer long while she was off all summer preparing for Howard. And then the two of us were students together. That's right. That's right. For her freshman year. And I finished up my master's um, during her freshman year. So, you know, teaching her how to write papers, reading her papers, making sure her papers were correctly written for college standards. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a, I was a mother teacher student. Yeah. <laughs> I, that That's, that's so much. And then yeah. you decided that you wanted to go to med school in a whole other country. Yes. Which is crazy. You left me by the way. I'm so I didn't mad about leave that. You, I didn't leave you forever. <laughs> I just left because I know that had I not have left Los Angeles, I never would have been able to go. Okay. You know, okay. when I, when I had the opportunity to leave, I left because I know that if I would have hesitated one more minute, I would not have left. Um, so what was it, what was it like? Like just going to another, another, going to med school, first of all, <laughs> and then leaving, but packing all of your things up and going to a whole nother country you got kids in different parts of the United States. I mean, like that had to be a little bit unnerving. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Fearless Barbara. Yeah. Um, when someone tells me I shouldn't or I can't, it, it, it ruffles my feathers and makes me say, oh, yeah, watch me. Mm, and then I do. So, you know, I think that part of it was the fact that when my children were little and I had the opportunity or I, not the opportunity, but I had the chance or I, I could have, but I didn't because I was told I shouldn't. Um, I, you know, kind of laid it, put it behind me and then realized that I'm never going to be happy unless I do this. That's true. That's so and true. my sister-in-law said, well, you can be 60 without it or 60 with it. Mm, and I said, you're absolutely right. So I'm 60 with it. I'll be 60 with it. And that's, that was part of the drive. And, you know, I talked to my kids. I said, Hey, you know, we're an airplane right away or maybe three airplane rides away, but we can always get to each other. Yeah. You know, we'll, mm-hmm. we can always get to each other. It's, you know, it's no big deal. And of course, what happens literally, what, 10 days after I arrive uh, on the island? Yeah. My dear mother died I unexpectedly. Know. So I, I had to turn around and come back. And, you know, and then it was packing up her house and fixing her house and getting ready to, you know. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been a quiet moment. No, you know, and then I you had to. LA so that I could be left alone to do what I needed to right. do. <laughs> <laughs> opportunity yet and then you had the crazy story which is like so sad about your classmate yeah and yeah 
Yeah, I then. mean, I just, I, that's unbelievable. You told me, you shared that with me last yeah. week. I'm yeah. like, you didn't even tell me about that. No, I don't even think I had an opportunity to. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, just shared it really quickly. Okay. My dear friend, Mike Kuypers, who um, was from Canada, um, completed suicide. And it was, it was devastating because not only was he my dear friend, he was my neighbor Mm -hmm. and I saw him every day and we had dinner maybe three times a a week. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're talking about there in the, in the Caribbean, in in the Caribbean. Yes. In the Caribbean, in medical school, he was a term ahead of me and, you know, he was, he coaxed me into um, pledging the medical fraternity and, you know, he was the president of the fraternity at the time. And he was just, he was just a lovely, lovely man. And we were good friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had long, long talks about religion and medicine and, and you know, where he's from and where I'm from and his experiences and how, you know, our life experiences brought us to this place and this island and why we were there and what our plans were. And we were actually a group of us were planning on going to this family medical um, convention in Chicago. Oh, wow. And, you know, he said, you have to go, you have to go. We're going to go and we're going to have so much fun. And I thought, okay, I have family there. It'll be fun. Then we can meet all the doctors there. And when we get, when we're in our clinicals, we'll know everybody. It'll be awesome. We're going to go. And that's how, you know, he was. And yeah. And I came home one day and his door was closed and, Mm. Uh, his, there were some of our friends standing outside saying, we can't find Mike. And I said, what do you mean you can't find Mike? Isn't he at home? They said, well, we think he's in there. And I opened the door and there he was face down oh. and it was just oh, devastating. Um, oh, and I'm, I, I'm sure that you have some listeners that may have experienced that, but if you haven't, I hope you never do. Mm-hmm. And if you have, I, I'm so sorry that you, the, you know, that any of you have ever experienced that because it is possibly one of the most horrendous things, you know, for, you know, and, and, and it was just, it just wasn't, it was bad, but the yeah, I will. Yeah. was so supportive. Oh, good. Oh, they, they could not have been more supportive of the rest of the student body. Okay. You know, they checked in on us and they made sure that we had, um, that we had help that, Mm -hmm. that we, that we got help. Yeah. For the grieving. Yeah. The grieving process. And the trauma. (laughs) And the trauma, the trauma. And, um, our landlord, you know, Mike and mine, our landlord was wonderful. You know, he was, he's a good guy too. And he, you know, couldn't believe it either. And so, yeah. So, you know, that was two terms ago and that was my first term he was a term ahead of me and mm. you know every day I come home I still see that door and it reminds me of him but it is also now a reminder to keep going that's you right know? that's what Push I was through. Gonna this say. one's for him this is mm-hmm. for Mike you did this for Mike you got through biochem for Mike that's because right. he would always complain about how bad biochem was yeah and I got through it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's so it's interesting how situations like that can motivate us. Yes, yes. You know, even though it's it's so sad that you had to experience something like that and in his poor family, but you're just so motivated. You continue to be motivated. Yes.
Yep. How, how, you know, I have just a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. How has this experience, you know, going and getting your MPH and then going on to medical school, like how has it just, how has it changed your perspective on life, if at all? I can do anything. You can do anything mm-hmm. if you want to. And it's never too late. As long mm-hmm. as you are breathing, you can do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, there are people, I am not the oldest student what? at the school. No. <laughs> I am not the oldest student. And that makes me feel even better. You know, Who's thought, the, well, how be, old is I'm going to be granny poots at this school. <laughs> Which one is the oldest? How old is the oldest? Um, rumor has it there's somebody there that's around 70. That is amazing. And, you know, and, and they're in my class and they, and it shows sometimes, but other times, I mean, they're brilliant. So, wow. um, and I applaud them. I think that it's an amazing, I, again, I mean, people look at me and go, God, you're almost 60 and you're doing this. It's like, yeah, because yeah. I'll be almost 60 and not doing it. So I might as well do it because I'll be sitting here miserable saying, I wish I would have. I know. You know? So, yeah. So, you know, will you be 60 when you're done? How old will you be when you're done? Old. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so be... when you're done, what's next for you? That's the question. Like, what are you going to be doing? You, you know, you're getting your medical degree. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's your life look like when you're all done? Well, my plan is to practice lifestyle medicine, which is a, a newer okay. field of medicine. It's more integrative with, I'm going to use all of my skills, my okay. coaching, my cheering, my, my cooking, um, my motivational skills. And of course my new, newly learned and earned, um, medical degree to help our community, especially. Okay stay healthy and, and, and really, really champion wellness in, in the black and brown community, as opposed to, um, people say healthy, but I say wellness because Mm -hmm. I think wellness encompasses not only your health, but your well-being. Um, that's mentally, that's physically, um, you know, spiritually, spiritually, financially, financially, <laughs> everything. you know, I have a degree in economics. I was a cheerleader. I was a coach. I was all these things and I can be all these things. I can wrap it all up into one big bundle and just pour it on to the black and brown community and say, Hey, look, this is how we can change ourselves to right. make better for ourselves. And this is and what we can do and, and our families and generations to come. Absolutely. Yeah. Create generational wellness. Yeah. Oh, I love um, it. You know, by, by teaching, you know, I did a, um, I have videos up at the Venice family clinic of, of um, demonstrating how to um, make interesting meals out of the vegetables that come in the, you know, in the boxes we can, mm-hmm. uh, during COVID, we were getting all these wonderful vegetable boxes and I was challenged with um, creating recipes. Mm-hmm. And I'm a member of the American college of lifestyle medicine and the teaching kitchen. And I'm very, very happy and honored to be featured at their um, 2022 conference this year. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. They are featuring one of my favorite recipes, the um, black bean and kale salad. I believe I've had that. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I've um, had that. That might yes. be one of my favorite recipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're, um, I'm featuring that. Uh, that will be featured during the conference. And I'm representing the school of um, St. James School of Medicine. Nice. And... Um, 
yeah so i'm i'm really excited because i'm well on my way i'm i'm looking i have half of a cookbook written nice. um yeah and i'm gonna use my master chef skills and put on my white apron again and you know teach people how to cook better how to shop better for food how to use you know how to be financially sound when it comes mm -hmm. to buying food yeah because the word on the street is it's so expensive to eat healthy no it's not and i know <laughs> but people just don't understand because they're going thinking you have to go to whole foods no and get your and get all your vegetables and everything no. you don't have to do that no and when people say there's no access i have hundreds and hundreds of pictures of um the vegetable sections in stores like Ralph's in, you know, on Jefferson and CVS and all of these stores where I can see where the fruit is. It's yeah. just going to, it's rotting because nobody's yeah. buying it. Mm -hmm. It's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. It's just, you know, building mm -hmm. the knowledge about mm -hmm. how to, how to be resourceful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Well, this has been so good. I'm so glad we got through. We had a couple of glitches at the beginning, but we, we stuck it out. We, we did. See? Out. Perseverance <laughs> and patience, my friends. That's all it takes is just take a minute, take a breath. Uh, I think people just don't know what goes behind the scenes, what goes on sometimes. And Man. then it comes out and you're like, here's the podcast. Exactly. And they have no idea. We had about four or five cutoffs at the beginning of this, but we stuck it out. And that's why I love you so much. I love you too. Is because you've been my ride or die. We've been ride or die <laughs> for each other since day one when day we one, met baby. at that basketball game with these kids. Yep, day And one. our sons were like, oh my God, these two are about to be friends. Shoot, we're in trouble. <laughs> we are in huge trouble. We can't get away with anything now. With nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing and now they're brothers and it's and just a really yep. a really beautiful thing i, I did a podcast i don't know if you heard it but it was around family dinner and just oh. the, the beauty that we <laughs> created and the love and the sisterhood and the brotherhood that we yep. created around the meal at the table the that you prepared every week exactly and that's every that's week. really important for families to understand mm -hmm. that it's a part know, of it's a part of wellness it is a part of wellness. It's a part of community. It's a part it of, it's a part of connection. Absolutely. It really is. It Absolutely. Really is. Mm -hmm. And it's good for mental health. You know, if it's, really if good. it's, if it's just a mom and a kid, yep. have family dinner because Absolutely. that's a family unit right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and it Barbara, doesn't have to be fancy. It could be a bowl of Cheerios. I don't care. Sit down and eat. Listen, that we've done that before. Me and yep. Jordan. Yeah. We've done it too. <laughs> We've done it too. Cheerios are gluten-free. I can eat them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to have you back on because there's so many things we could talk about. I think I at some point we should do a podcast about how we met and all of our little <laughs> our fun escapades and excursions that we've done. It's just yep. been so great being your sister and just having you in my life these past. How many years has it been? A lot. Yeah, it's been a lot. The kids were the kids were like freshmen in high school or something like that. Yeah, I think Middle Adam school? wasn't even in high school yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it's been great, and thank you so much for your time. I 
I know you're busy and the audience knows you're busy just given the conversation that we just had. So thank you for making time for me, always making time for me and showing up when I need you. I love you so much. I can't wait for the podcast to go live so people can just see my awesome friends. (laughs) I love you too, Carla. (laughs) Thank you. Guys, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to have a QA and a section. If you have any comments, please leave the comment there. And I will respond or reply. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I am GYSB Movement on Instagram. Would love to get some feedback there too. And Barbara, do you have anywhere you want people to follow you or is that um, coming later? That comes later. Okay. That'll come later. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Be well. Bye. Bye. All content on this podcast and any linked blog, podcast, webinar, course, or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice. The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for the advice of a health professional. Never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.